to that 80s show and if you're listening to the show live at 11 o'clock on Friday on Cliff Central, you go, you guys just played Nirvana. That's not an 80s song. Found. Uh, yeah, man. What the hell? Found an 80s Nirvana song. Found it. <laughs> we, for, we forget that they actually did kind of arrive at the end of the 80s. Yeah, right at the end. That's, that's from released in 1989. And I was so happy when I saw that because I was like, yes, can play some nirvana on that 80s show how are you doing dory it does sound it does sound very 90s though let's be fair oh no of course because that's yeah. pretty much all you heard in the 90s yeah. exactly it was that that grunge that grunge scene dory i think there is um something we need to address early in the show the elephant in the room oh god so we all know about deep fakes okay and we all know how who, who attacked each other? Did Russia like cyber attack Ukraine the other day? That happened, right? I think. I don't know. I think there was a big Russian cyber attack on Ukraine. I don't know. Something like that. And deep fakes are going to become something that more and more of us need to worry about because they are going to be because vid- we believe our own eyes. And there are videos being created by computers and robots and AI to trick us and trick our own brains and eyes because you go, well, but I saw it. I saw this person do it, right? Now, when it comes to audio, it's harder to do a deep fake because you can hear when people are lying. But I'm starting to wonder if we've just uncovered a deep fake. Okay. What are we talking about? So, last week, that 80 Show SA Facebook page, go give it a like right now, that 80 Show, S- that 80 show SA Facebook page. We post up the, our Spotify playlist. We put together a Spotify playlist um, that Barrett, the charts of un joining us later, carefully curated. And because we have to start somewhere, Dory, right? If we're going to do a playlist, where do we start? Yeah. I mean, so many songs, so many 80 songs. Yeah. But we go, okay, let's do a Friends of That 80 Show playlist, all the people that we've interviewed over the past year. Let's just take their hit song because we've got to start somewhere. So we put this playlist together. So we post it up. We're very proud of our playlist. And somebody comments, goes, great playlist, but modern talking, FFS, right? Mm. Nadori. Yeah. FFS, what does that stand for? I'm not going to say it's very rude. It's very rude. But I go, well, if I understand FFS stands for, for friends sake. So yes, of course, for friends sake, modern talking. We love modern talking. Yes, Thomas Anders, we are friends with oh, Thomas now. He is our friend. He is our friend, right? I mean, if there was a spaceship leaving Earth and there was space for a thousand people and there were 999 seats and Thomas Anders had all his friends and everyone he cares about and there was one seat left that goes, oh, who do I give this to? He he knows us that he could go, oh, I kind of know you guys. You get the last seat, right? So like he's aware of us. Right, at least. <laughs> okay, so he's, he's we're not total strange. He's. Are, a, I love how deluded you are. I love it. <laughs> he's aware of it. He was going to send us an advent calendar. Well, we asked for an advent calendar. Well, we don't know if it was. Well, we sent. asked for. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it was sent. <laughs> but spin it however you want, dude. Like, you know, but yes, he wanted to send us an advent calendar. He, he wanted to. He's aware of our existence. Okay, wherever he, he is, puts it. Indeed. Oh my God! Did you see his- if somebody if somebody had to walk up to him randomly and say, "What do you know about South Africa?" He'll go, "I know some people there." 
<laughs> exactly. We were his most recent interaction with South Africa, right? Exactly. That, that's it. That, okay. that is true. Right. Is true. Yes. So yes. we love Thomas Anders. If you see his Facebook story this week, beautiful. Driving no. very fancy car, his new song playing. Big fan of Thomas Anders. Living his best life. Oh, he, like really? <laughs> When you talk about living your best life, I mean, he totally is. He is the poster oh child. Oh my God, the gentleman <laughs> of music. He's, he was like all of it, he's like doing all Christmas festivals and Christmas concerts. Uh, he, like he is mm -hmm. the definition of living your best life. Houses in Ibiza, yeah. lunches with Sandra. I mean, forget about it. This is, mm. this is his life. You can go listen to it. That 80 show, just search for it anywhere on clubcentral.com even and look for our interview with Thomas Anders, even on YouTube. But you digress. Go back to what we were talking about. I'm painting the picture. <laughs> so okay, as part right. of this, You're for friend's sake, yes. um, I can't remember who was the con. Who it was? Some friends of yours, right? They were having the conversation on yes, Facebook. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. They post, but blah 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 blah. But what about this? Okay. Mm -hmm. And I look at this thing. I'm like, how have we never come across this? Exactly right. That was my first thought. I was like, no. 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 No, surely. Okay. Posted a video, a link to a song. This is why I'm convinced it's deepfake because deepfakes will figure out what you like and create that to trick you, right? And I mean, that would have been reading your mind, your two favorite things from the 80s combined. Because this link <laughs> says, modern talking, love them, last Christmas. Mm -hmm. What? I mean, your favorite song of all time. <laughs> modern talking does lot. I thought I'd found every version of Last Christmas and every modern talking song. But here's yeah. this perfect amalgamation of the two. Well, an, an amalgamation of the two. Okay. Now, mm. I'm going to play it. If you are listening to this on the podcast, we'll put the link to this in the show notes. You'll find it right there. Because... This isn't a thing of like, I don't think anyone else should do Last Christmas. There's loads of uh, uh, whatevers. There's other versions of it. Yes. You shouldn't do it. Mm. Even modern talking, like I wouldn't like anyone else to do Geronimo's Cadillac or Atlantis is Calling. Like that's yeah. your thing, brother Louis. That's your thing. You're my heart, you're my soul. No one else should ever sing that. There are others. Okay. Am I right, Dory? Yes. Although I kind of suddenly got like an idea that if Rammstein did Geronimo's Cadillac, that would be something amazing. Well, but they shouldn't do it. <laughs> they, they, sh they shouldn't do it. This is what I'm saying, right? Okay, I'm not. Fine. I'm not like saying this is this is anti-modern talk. You just shouldn't do other. Like there's some things you do. No one else should ever do. Take the, on the, me. The rule is: if you're not going to improve it, don't do it. Because there are some covers that are um, an improvement on the original. Uh, yes, they are, no, they are. They are. That, that's true. There, there's some covers that are even more famous than the original that you go, wow, odd. This, no, that's a mm. cover. I mean, I think we're alone now I by Tiffany. Tori, I think Tori Amos's versions of all those covers are really amazing. Well, Tori Amos, I mean, if you want to talk about superior and female singers, I mean, we're going to talk about Chris Tiffany. Sebo's version of Daddy Cool is superior to the Boney M version. Really? Yes. Hmm. I need to go look at that. I need to go find that. <laughs> Tiffany's mm. version of I Think We're Alone Now is better than the, the Chandra's. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> that was the only one that went, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, but, I'll give you that. All but right. take on me. No one should do take on me, ever, right? No. 
Okay. Ever. You shouldn't Ever. do it. No. I mean, we've heard the Foo Fighters do Never Gonna Give You Up, but they did it with Rick Astley. So that was like a thing. Yes. So I'm going to play you. We're going to play it a little bit, right? If you listen to the podcast, you won't hear this. Go find this for yourself. This is my, <laughs> this is one. Tell me this is not a deep fake. We're going to listen to like 40 seconds or so. Tell me this isn't a deep fake. So it's got all the things. <laughs> mm, I don't know. It sounds watered down somehow. I mean, I'm convinced. Surely, Dory. In all our years, I we, actually, we would have come I, across it. I'm Googling it. it. When was it I'm made? I'm Googling it because I don't, I'm Googling. I'm Googling. Okay, so hmm, Thomas Anders' Last Christmas, 2017. Modern Talking, It's Christmas. No, that's something different. There's a few versions of Thomas Anders' Last Christmas. There's a version on YouTube that says Thomas Anders' Last Christmas uploaded by Thomas Anders. Because, like, in the picture that we got with it, he's with Dieter. So it's mm. not new. It's not new. No, 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 wait. Okay. Under, on a song lyric site, site, Modern Talking Last Christmas X, Xmas Super Hits album. Okay. okay. Uh, but why does, no, only, all it says is it's Christmas, not last Christmas. Wait. Let me see. Let me see what this plays. Let me just. Hang on a second. There's a thing to play, but I don't know. I'm sure it's uh, a different thing. Oh, yeah, yes. No, that looks like but, but But this uh, is yeah. why I'm convinced this whole thing's a deep fake because we would have come across it. it information is scant on the ground. I'm pretty sure we mm. spoke about Wham when we spoke to Thomas. He would have brought it up. I think he would have. I think he would have. So I'm wondering if the algorithms have gone and put everything together and gone, you like modern talking. You love last Christmas. We're going to make a deep fake and trick you. To what agenda? I don't know. I mean, if this is some cyber attack on me and that 80 show, I don't know what's going on. Mm. I'm so confused, Dory. This is okay. So the, so the one that says it's uploaded by Thomas Anders on YouTube, this is, I don't think this is the real Thomas Anders account. It was uploaded on the 15th of November last year. This is so intriguing. The, it's an image. It says it's an image. It looks like an album cover. It says yes. Thomas Anders Christmas for you. Okay. Because he, 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 he's huge Christmas. You know, Paolo, why don't you just get on the phone with your bud, Thomas, and ask him? Like, I what, what are we doing here? You're right, Dory. We're friends. <laughs> he was going to send me an advent calendar. <laughs> but you were never getting an advent calendar. <laughs> I'd like to blame COVID restrictions on sending things from the European zone into the Africa zone. Dory, but in all of this, <laughs> I've found a fantastic picture of Thomas Anders for some reason dressed like Marty McFly. <laughs> Looking like he's making a poo behind a car. I, don't, I can't quite make it. We're going to put it on that 80 show. It's a Facebook page. But he's wearing a red. Say, what is he doing in this photo? Right. Because he's he's wearing like a checked shirt with a red like puffer vest, okay, mm. kind of mullety hair, but he's behind a car. But the way the angles cut, it looks like he's like on his haunches, squatting, squatting, yeah, squatting. <laughs> what, what is going on? Why is he dressed like Marty McFly making a poo in the woods? <laughs> Unfortunate camera angles, but anyway, that is the mystery. We we probably won't solve it because we'll lose interest and we'll forget about it next week because we are elderly. <laughs> Dory. Mm. <laughs> that was not the word I was expecting to hear. <laughs> Where do you want to go next? Cobra Kai season four or you've got a lovely actress tribute? No, please can we just quickly touch on Cobra Kai because <clears throat> have you watched it? 
season four. So yes. <laughs> I have watched it. Now listen, Cobra Kai, we're now listen, we're season four. There's gonna be a season five, right? They're carrying on. Oh my god, I can't I, no, no. I, I, this is why I think I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. It's gonna go. I can't. Season one, we know the story. If you don't know the story, season it was season one was so great. Because so it was a sleeper hit. Like, it was a sleeper hit, right? <laughs> Because it was made and for YouTube Red. Good. Yeah. yeah, season two was yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, season I one. I struggled through season three. I struggled. And then when season four came, I was like, I don't know, if I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but let me try. Because and then I sent you a little picture to show you yes. how far I got. It's, it's kind of suffered this thing. So season one, sleeper hit. No one expected. Season mm. two, people mm. like, wow, whole new audience. It's cool. And season two, I think, was such a sweet spot, right? Season three, it was, okay. it was good stuff. Yeah, I mean, season three, that that end, that end scene, that massive fight in the oh, school. I mean, oh, yeah, I that's can't. Epic. That that's like Game of Thrones stuff, right? That was the end of season two, by the way, the school fight. You, but then, yeah, at so the what end did of I say? Three, yeah. was the house fight, which they kind of replicated. But you're like, oh, you're just kind of playing the hits, that you know, guys. We've and, done this now. Come and on. we identify this. We we on that eighty show, we know. Find something old, keep doing. Mm. It. We, we know that. We, we, we know the tricks. <laughs> I wonder on season four, I watched it. Terry Silver comes in season four. You remember Terry Silver from Karate Kid? Um, yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Do you remember Terry Silver from Karate Kid? I think it was Karate Kid 3, the character, the guy I mean, with the ponytail. Clear, but in theory. He's older than Ralph Macchio. So even, okay. in, even in Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, who then was like in his mid-20s, still looked 15. Terry Silver was younger than him, looked older than him. Rough matcher, who knows? Benjamin mm. Button. So I don't know who Cobra Kai is made for anymore, right? Because it's very clearly- the suckers who still watch it like you. I know, completists, <laughs> because it was very clearly originally made for people like us. Can't let go of the 80s, mm. love it. Then it yeah. kind of was like, hey, I've got a kid who might enjoy this. And the kid go, hey, I love this. Then it started going to very Nickelodeon territory, I felt. And then it was kind of like a mix of Nickelodeon show plus Glee. Now I don't even know who it's made for anymore. <laughs> okay. Bottom line, bottom line, how bad is season four? Because I'm, ne- I'm not going to get there. I've watched five minutes of the first episode and I could not bring myself to continue. You know what? It's a, reg- a regurgitation of the same. It just keeps going the same, the same. Cobra Kai good, Cobra Kai bad. Miyagi do better, Miyagi do not better. Mm-mm. Poor Ralph Macchio's no, wife no. in the whole thing, because she's the us, right? She's the person yeah. who they've planted in there to the audience. That goes, this is why is everyone so upset with karate? Why I have got a million dollar car dealership, but my husband is playing karate with kids? Like, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what physical relationship do the two of them have? You know, uh, she, uh, she's the she. Does he take his wig off? <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I think he started with a wig. He's definitely got implants now. He started with a hairpiece that is now implants. He's and he and and he's got in shape because there were some scenes yeah. in season one and two where he was trying to do the karate. That was a sixty-year-old man doing karate, right? It just was not becoming, uh, but he's looking a little bit lighter and he's looking a little bit better on his feet these days. Um, okay. I just, you know, life is too short. I don't have time. There is, there are so many mm. amazing things to watch on my 
two streaming things that I use. Yes. I, I can't. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I don't know who it's made for. They're making a season five because season four ends mm-hmm. in a way that, okay, well, they're definitely making a season five. Um, and, and just to say, Dory, you, you did send me an image that said, um, this is how far I have gotten with Cobra Kai mm-hmm. season four. And it yeah. is pretty much, I'm just finding the picture here, five minutes of, 38 minutes of episode one. <laughs> so you've watched five minutes and you your mind is made up. I'm done. You're done. Packing it all in. You'll have to tell me what happens if I, and I actually don't even care. <laughs> don't even care what happens. <laughs> it's, I've got to be, it's hard to care. It's hard. I say mm. this as I'm staring right up from, from the studio, I'm looking at, my Funko Pops of Johnny Lawrence and 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 uh, Danny Terrier. What's his name? I don't even remember his name. <laughs> this is rough. What's the karate kid's name? Why have I gone blank? <laughs> What's his name? Um, What's the karate kid's name? Daniel son. Daniel. Daniel Larusso. Daniel son. <laughs> Jesus. So I I love. I'm invested. I love it. But I've I'm I've got to be with you. I, even my daughter who you'd think now they're making it for kids. She's like, I don't even know who they're making this for anymore. Like, who's this for? And earlier on, it was funny because they're doing the jokes, maybe, you know, because they set up the whole thing that, I mean, because Daniel son cheated. He used an illegal move, you know, to win. So it yeah, was that. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, maybe he was the bully because I was just a cool guy and he came and kicked me and he stole my girlfriend. And so that whole thing was funny. I just don't know. I just don't know who they're making it for anymore. Every joke is tired. Um, it's, I'm going to watch season five. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm, I'm in because uh, I've committed. Oh, you're going to be until the end and I'm just going to yeah. sit here laughing at you. I will carry on until they go through to Ralph Macho as a grandfather and then like all his kids have grown up and now he's teaching his grandkids karate. I'll watch up until then. Um, um. And I swear that's exactly, he's only going to be doing this until he dies. And it's, it's, you know what? I wasn't even the biggest fan of the original movie in the eighties. Like, why am I investing time in this? I can't, I'm done. Well, that is our sterling review of Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like, get into it. You know what Cobra Kai is? It's, it's one of those, we've all got that friendship that used to be really good. And then we're still friends with the people, but we're like, why are we friends? Because we only ever talk about the olden days. Like we only ever talk about stuff we used to do. It's, we don't really have stories it's from the like, past five years. It's like those people you were at school with who have found you on Facebook. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I mean, I didn't really like make an effort to stay in touch with you in the real world for a reason. And now you found me on Facebook. Like I have nothing to say to you, but okay, fine. We'll stay friends on Facebook. Fine. Okay, yeah. whatever. And then the, <laughs> they're, they're inspirational quotes people. They'll put up, are they either the fake news people or the inspirational <laughs> quote people? <laughs> <laughs> there are those people. Ah, this is why we didn't stay friends as adults. Dory, um, we're foregoing movie recommendations. Uh, so if you are saying, gosh, shut up, yeah. stop talking about this one movie recommendations. Um, we don't have any, so deal with it. <laughs> but we, we, I, the, next week, next week, I'm going to do something a little bit different with the movie thing. So yeah, this week, okay. no movies. Okay. Just, just watch the usual stuff. Just go and rewatch the things you love. That's the recommendation. <laughs> there is, there's a low-hanging fruit. There is a saucy movie on Netflix from the 80s. I remember oh, yes. this, or oh, it was quite a story, this movie. This movie, they mm-hmm. said, stop the horlosi. This movie is damaging our moral fibers. 
I'm tempted Ooh. to watch that and make it one of mine, but it's it's saucy. It is not okay. I'm intrigued. Have you heard back from anybody who's watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii? By the way, by the way, I tried to start. I've actually loaded it on YouTube <laughs> on my laptop, and I, I I just I haven't had time. It's not that I, it's not that I couldn't get through it. I just haven't. You know. What was I saying about Cobra Kai? You got to prioritize. You got to no. You got to prioritize. No, I'm with you. I haven't you. heard from anyone else, but I, I really do want to try watch that. But just just for a laugh, even if I'm skipping through it, just for a laugh. Consensus it's to happen at some con- point. Consensus, it's porn. The consensus is that it's porn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So right. that that was my movie yeah. recommendation of last week. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Um, but we do have mm. some movie stuff because Dory has an actress. Did I get that right? An actress tribute. Well, it's not really a tribute. It's just something that I've noticed recently. Oh, um, a particular act- actress who's just been in almost everything I've watched recently, and she—I she is from the eighties. I mean, when I, of course, when I delve deeper, she's actually from the seventies. But in, initially, but I mean, really, only came to prominence in the eighties. And I do want to talk about her just a little bit. But oh. should we play a song first, or what? Yeah, let's do that. What do we do? Wham corner. Okay, let's go into Wham Corner. It's so nice yeah. and warm yeah. and moist in there. I just feel like we've been talking for long. Like okay. I'm tired. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. I need to go outside and make a fart because I'm f- sitting down. Pressed. <laughs> this is The Lady Show, and Dory is going to speak to us about an actress trend that she has noticed. Uh, we keep going back to the Golden Girls, but like, you know, the Golden Girls are iconic for women sitcom from the 80s, all the things that we absolutely loved. But imagine that in a different dimension, it's not the Golden Girls, it's Designing Woman. Okay. (laughs) Do you remember the show Designing Woman? I I do remember Delta Burke. I do remember it. Yes. yes. It was kind of Golden Girls pre-retirement. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So... (laughs) The reason I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of this is because I've watched so many things recently, especially in the last year, that has Jean Smart in. Now, Jean yes. Smart was one of the designing women. But just she is the Betty White of designing women because she is looking amazing. She is starring in really incredible TV shows. She, I'm watching her currently in Legion. I don't know if you've watched Legion. I know, but I'm not from watching. from a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah, it's from a couple of years ago. It's great. It's really great. Uh, season two, not as good as season one. But Jean Smart is now 70. So she was in her late 60s when they were filming Legion. She looks unbelievable. She's great in it. Like, I don't, you know, you don't think of Designing Woman as a show that would have spawned amazing actresses necessarily. Well, isn't isn't um her her, her name ex- escapes me, and I'm just trying to find it. The one of the big, okay, the big red, or they all had big hair. Um, she was yes, in Ghostbusters. Exactly. She was the receptionist in Ghostbusters, right? You think of Annie Potts? Is, it is Annie Potts. I, I didn't want to say that. I, yes. Def- yes, that's that's right. Yeah, yes. Annie Potts was my favorite designing woman. She was my best. Jean Smart. She's she was also in Mayor of Easttown, which just won a bunch of awards. Also an excellent series. And I just I kind of wanted to delve into, I'm like, what is it about this woman? She's, she's made this, first of all, she's just really, I mean, she just keeps reinventing herself. She looks, she looks so good. She's getting all these incredible roles. What happened to the, where, where are the other designing women? They, they disappear. Okay. One has died. Who died? Delta Burke. No, she didn't um, die. Delta Burke's still alive. No, Delta Burke is still alive. The one who, the one who played 
um, it was Dixie Carter, I think, who died. She was the main one who owned the company. The main one, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. She played, was it, I think, I think Delta Burke was, the, they were, the two of them were sisters. Yes. She was, Delta Burke um, was so sisters with so the main Dixie one. Dixie Carter played Julia Sugarbaker okay. and Delta Burke played Suzanne Sugarbaker. Right. And then there was Annie Potts and then there was Gene Smart. And then, of course, there was the token black guy, Meshach Taylor. Yes. Who was so, he was probably the best part of the show, actually. I loved his name, Anthony <laughs> Bouvier. I loved it. What a great name. Yes. <laughs> he, he was really cool. And funnily enough, I delved, I went down his rabbit hole as well. He was in an episode of Golden Girls, bringing us full circle. Ah, okay. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to like say, you know, like keep your eye out for Gene Smart. And then you're going to go, you're going to look at it and you go, this woman's so familiar. Where do I know her from? And then you'll know she was from the alter ego of Golden Girls, which was Designing Women. Just a little reminder about a TV series for this week. Okay, well. So whether you want to watch Designing Women, Golden Girls, don't watch Cobra Kai. I saw something <laughs> the other day. No, actually yesterday that they're selling that selling out of Golden Girl dolls, action figures um, in Walmart in the US. Action figures? Well, apparently they are. So they probably had these things in the warehouse for years and years and years. So who the hell mm. is going to want a Golden Girl action figure? Then Betty White dies ago. Put all four of them out. The collection is on. <laughs> okay, good. Now I mean, how can you only? Have, you can't only have one. You can't only two, yeah. or even three. So they they are selling out of Golden Girl action figures. It's Golden Con. Golden Con is weeks away. Weeks away. Mm. I, mean, I think we're going to see a Golden Girl revival. Will we see a Golden Girl remake? Like How I Met Your Father. We don't want it. Oh no. We don't want it. No. No. Don't do no. that. No. Don't do that. Uh, so this is that 80 show and it is now time for this. You would have felt the disturbance in the serenity of that 80 show earlier as he <laughs> we're, we're serene <laughs> and the competency as he there he is. He arrived. He arrived in our earthly plane for the first time in a long time. But charts never age. They just enter public domain and then we can play the songs for free. <laughs> God, what will our life be like when the 80s enters public domain in the year 2075? What joy we will have. This song <laughs> is for the chart savants. Welcome, Barrett, with your books of charts and what I imagine is a wonderful, magical, flowing cape that embraces you to protect you from evil spirits. <laughs> Morning. How are you guys doing? If you've never heard from the chart savant before, he knows all the charts. He knows every chart in the history of the world. Wonder what song was number one in Angola in 1973? Charts of Unknowns. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, see, maybe. You didn't say no. Um, he invented a game for Dory and I where he says, listen, I know the charts. I have books on charts. What am I doing with all this information? I need to get out of my brain. So you two come into play. And what he does, he's invented a little game that uh, goes like this, is he will play five songs and they are the top five songs from a particular chart 
in the 80s. Dory and I have to guess whether it is the US or UK chart, the month, and the year. Um, we don't do too badly, yes. Dory. We don't do too badly. No, no, and I mean, I, I already guessed because Barrett gives us a clue, and I already guessed the clue. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I did see the clue. So, so he also gives us a clue. Dory, recap what the clue was. Uh, Barrett, can you recap what the clue was? I don't have <laughs> <laughs> the classical period. The classical period. That was the clue. Okay, what you just heard. So come on, Paolo. Come on, it's easy. The classical period. Um, I don't know the no, song. Let's wait. Let's wait till we get there. Is okay. rock is rock me Amadeus number one? Ah, ah. Okay, because I haven't heard the songs. Right. Mm. So we're going to jump straight right, into chart savant. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Down from three to number five is Janet Jackson with "What Have You Done for Us Lately," from her third studio album "Control." Jackson co-wrote the song with its producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It was originally penned for one of Jam and Lewis's own records, but the lyrics were rewritten to convey Jackson's feelings about her recent divorce from James DeBarge. The song has been featured in critic lists as one of the greatest songs of all time and received a nomination for Best Rhythm and Blues Song at the 1980, 19.0 Grammy Awards. The company music video for what have, I done, what have You Done For Me Lately was directed by Brian Jones and Pierce Ashworth and choreographed by singer Paula Abdul. This is Janet Jackson with What Have You Done For Us Lately. I can't help but think of the Eddie Murphy skit whenever I hear that song. If you know it, you know it. I'm not going to go over old ground. Right, Janet Jackson, number five in this particular year. Let's get to number four. Up from 19 to number four is Paddy LaBelle and Michael McDonald with On My Own. It was written and produced by Bert Bacharach and his former wife, Carol Bayer-Sega, and originally recorded by singer Dionne Warwick for inclusion on her album Friends. The song was eventually recorded by LaBelle and McDonald for her eighth studio album, the, the, the Winner in You. The song peaked at number two, becoming the 22nd best-selling single of the year. On My Own became the most successful singer for either of both of these singers. This is Pat LaBelle and Michael McDonald up from 19 to number four with On My Own. Dory, where are you, where are you pinning it? Let's go country. So far, definitely America. I also so think so. I also think so. Mm. Love Michael McDonald, right? I mean, Yacht yeah. Rock. Yacht Rock. Always a fan. Always a fan. <laughs> I was a fan of Michael McDonald. Yacht Rock. I've never heard that before. <laughs> what? You never heard of Yacht Rock? Michael McDonald. I've McDon never heard of Yacht Rock. Oh. No. Oh, God. I've heard of Poodle Rock, not Yacht Rock. <laughs> I've never heard of Poodle Rock, but Yacht Rock is Michael McDonald, some of the softest stuff from Kenny Loggins. It actually comes from Grand Theft Auto. Uh, there's a whole bunch of radio stations in Grand Theft Auto, and one of them is hosted by Kenny Loggins. Uh, or a Kenny Loggins. Okay. It's Kenny Loggins, but playing a character. And in it, it's Yacht yeah. Rock, but it's all kind of Michael McDonald, Chicago, bread. It's all like, yeah. you know, chilled sort of Michael McDonald things, right? So so where Poodle Rock comes in is um, because all those uh, Bon Jovi, you know, all those ah, sort okay. of rock artists had perms in the 80s that was called poodle rock because they all looked like poodles with their perms <laughs> amazing 
I'm gonna. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta put something. I'm gonna put it on that eighty show essay Facebook page. I don't know if anybody's. I doubt you guys will watch this new show called The Punisher. It's a superhero show with John Cena, not The Punisher, The Peacemaker with John Cena. Peacemaker. And um, the yeah. the intro song used in there, it's an eighties sounding rock song, and I'm like, I've never heard this song before, and it's actually released in 2011 by a Norwegian band that pays tribute to poodle rock bands from the 80s. It is glorious. <laughs> it's a glorious, it is the most 80s sounding song produced out of the 80s. Right. Cool, ah, okay, cool. intrigued. Number three. Okay. Cool, up from number nine to number three is Lessons in Love by Level 42. From the album Running to the Family, we reached number three and internationally entering the top 10 in numerous countries, reaching the number one spot in five of them, namely Spain, Germany, South Africa, Switzerland, and Finland. In 2012, Dave Quintick described this in Q Magazine as one of the best singles of the 80s. This is number three, Lessons in Love, level 42. So out of this top five, Four of the songs are my favorites. One's a bit meh, which segues me to the meh song. Up from number four to number two is Madonna, Live to Tell. It was originally, it was released as a lead single from a third studio album, True Blue, originally composed by Patrick Leonard for the score of the film Fire with Fire. The instrumental was shown to Madonna, who decided to use it for then-husband Sean Penn's film At Close Range. Madonna wrote all the lyrics, co-composed the melodies, and co-produced it with Leonard. And its lyrics deal with deceit, mistrust, and childhood scars. It is also about being strong, which Madonna recalled in the interview that she thought about her relationship with her parents while writing the lyrics. This is a thought to number two, Madonna, Live to Tell. I'm not a big Madonna fan. We know this, right? I do love Into the Groove mm-hmm. because it's from Desperate Seeking Susan, great film. I also love that song because it's from At Close Range, which is an amazing film. And I was a, a little bit obsessed with Sean Penn, still am a little bit obsessed with Sean Penn. But the point is, I remember buying that on a, you know, you remember you used to get those seven singles, the little records? Mm. Oh, I, yes. Yeah, yeah. I had that on a seven single. I wonder if I still have it anyway. But I used to listen to it over and over and over again. I love that song. I can't believe you think that's a meh song. There's only two good songs. Oh, no, yeah. And that's one of them. <laughs> no, I would disagree on that. There's uh, the other songs over and above that I prefer. <laughs> wow. Stop, stop the okay. Orlusi. Whoa, whoa. Stop. What? Stop the Orlusi. Whoa. <laughs> Momentous moments, yeah. On that 80 show, Dory just admitted to liking two Madonna songs. Two. <laughs> Barrett, I know you're the chart yeah, savant. Momentous. Because you you notoriously hate Madonna. <laughs> I don't hate Madonna. I just think she's, she's overrated. Okay. You notoriously yeah, underrate Madonna. You notoriously underrate her. Um, so this mm. is a big moment. Big moment. So chart savant, I know you think that is a mere song. For me, that is gloriously Madonna's best song because Dory rates it. It's not even over and <laughs> rates it. Okay, so what you're listening to right now so. is the chart savant where Barrett, he is a person, likes charts, will give us five songs we need to guess US, UK, which year and which month. Dory and I pretty much think it is a US chart. You got Michael McDonald, you got Janet mm. Jackson, it's, it all computes, right? 
I mean, the only thing that would maybe throw that off is level 42, but still, I'm still leaning with US. Let's hear yeah. which is number one before we put a little pin in the map of the world. Cool. So you were both correct on the clue. It was an easy clue this week. Uh, up from two to number one is Falco with Rock Me Amadeus. Is a song recorded by Australian Austrian mus musician Falco for his third studio album, Falco 3. It topped the singles charts on both sides of the Atlantic. It was Falco's only number one hit in both the United States and the United Kingdom, not giving anything away there. Despite the artist's popularity in his native Australia, Austria, the much and much of Europe, originally recorded in German, the song is about Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, his popularity and his debts. The song was inspired by the movie Amadeus. For the US release, the song was mixed with an English background overlay. There was never a full English version. This is number one, Falco with Rock Me Amadeus. Do you remember the, the music video for that, Dory? Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. I like don't. It was in some big mansion or something in the countryside, wasn't it? Okay, so it Why was right. Be in a calling. This is what okay, I'm wondering yes. now. This is what I'm wondering now because I also wonder if I didn't confuse it with the scene from uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, <laughs> one of them. I'm pretty sure. Yes, if you remember it the same. Listen, let's be honest. A lot of '80s music videos were shot in countryside mansions. True. Yeah, true. A lot. <laughs> Louis Sam comes to mind. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So I love that song too. That, that is a great song. All songs were good. Hey, I liked all of those songs. <laughs> this this would have been. Mm. This was a big year. Big year. Yeah. Yeah. Very big. Yeah. Okay. So country first. Are we sticking with US? Definitely. Paolo. No, it's definitely US. I think I even have a year, and. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. We need to first see if you're correct or not. You are both wrong. What? This is actually no. the UK chart. No. What? This is actually the UK chart. Mm -mm. Yes, got you. <laughs> evil laugh, evil laugh. <laughs> um, wow. I'm sorry. Shocked. No, do, do we have, um, can we dispute decisions? Because there is no way that is UK. I'm telling you, this is the UK chart. Mm, you see, okay, you know what it is. Those were all really big hits. Like, not like local hits. Those were international hits. Mm. So I, I, I believe you, Barrett. It makes sense. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. Mm. So, Dory. Paolo, what are you thinking? My thinking here is, and, and on that point that these were big hits, Mm. 83, 84, 85 were like sweet spot of 80s music. Pretty much all the big hits out of the 80s came from 83, 84, 85. Okay, you go through every single big song. No, the massive, the massive. I mean, we're not talking like your type of, we're talking the Whitney Houston's. We're talking like <laughs> everything massive. Your type of music. 83, no, because Dory is like, she'll go find like some, like she said, Baluey some. I mean, come on. Um. <laughs> I oh now I've confused myself. I'm going. I'm leaning towards 1986. I don't know why. Wow, just so 1986 late. 1986 is in my head. So and late. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just. I think it's earlier, and I think, I think it's Eddie Murphy. I'm gonna go 1983. 83. I'm gonna go 83. Oh no, Eddie. Mm, I'm trying to oh. think. 
and you see, for me, it's like when did at close range come out, and oh, right. when did Madonna and Sean Penn get together? Because they weren't together when she first came on the scene, but then again, she did come on the scene in like the early eighties. Mm. Mm. Maybe we meet halfway, eighty-five, kind of halfway. No, you stick with yours. If you're right, you're right. No, I'm going. I'm going eighty. Eighty three. Eighty four. I'm going eighty four. Eighty four. I'm eighty four. I'm eighty four. Dory, I'll go eighty five then. So wrong. It was nineteen eighty six. <gasps> I was right. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I just stick to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> my instinct was correct. Stick to your okay, instincts. Oh, man. Oh, God. Well, this is always just a random guess. No. Uh, Ju- June. Yeah, I'm June. June. <laughs> so that was the UK chart from the 4th of May, 1986. So happy to say that the only thing you guys got correct was the clue. Haha, <laughs> hashtag drop the mic. <laughs> wow. Really like a, Jesus. A, a sore winner. <laughs> wow. Kind of... Wow, <laughs> shakes a person. Shakes a person. <laughs> I kind of like that it was really challenging. That that that's and it was surprising as well. I kind of like that about it. And those were such yeah. good songs. So so, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Songs were awesome. Yeah. Songs were like I said. It was all a great top five, except ugh, the Madonna one was okay. That's my opinion. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chart Savant. You regale us. Every now and again with your chartish ways. <laughs> Where do you think this song, this particular Chart Savant track, would end up in the annals of the charts? Number one forever. Yeah, actually. Well, it sounds like something from the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone Stranger <laughs> Things ish. All of them. This has been That 80 Show. Thank you, Dory and Barrett, for joining us. Everything we speak about today, you can find on That 80 Show. It's a Facebook page. Now, I want to talk about something that we just posted up. Dory. Hello. <laughs> we forget how fantastic Magnum was. I, we do. We do indeed. So you got to go check this out. A scene from Magnum. It is doing the rounds on the memes Magnum walks into a church doing an investigation. There is a nun up on a ladder doing some up the ladder work. As he walks past the nun, the nun greets him. He goes, hey, how are you doing? Stops in his tracks and goes, hold on a second. Nuns don't work on a Sunday. <laughs> Turns around. But as he's, as he's like kind of thinking it, the nun's already pulling the gun out of her pocket. <laughs> Turning around just in time to fire back and shoot the nun off the ladder. The 80s. And she falls in such a really interesting way. Oh, that's total stuntman falling. You got to go look at that. We put the, the images as well as the little video <laughs> clip that you can watch. Barrett, the charts of he's still with us. He had something to say about Tom Selleck's 80s jeans. Mm. Yeah, very, 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 very tight. <laughs> very 80s. It, 80s jeans weren't just, you know, because now jeans have kind of got like some elastic it's never denim it's never pure denim it's always like a mix um mm. but 80s jeans were denim like you couldn't walk like those were not comfortable <laughs> you couldn't sit you couldn't do anything no, it was so warm. and you see everything <laughs> everything god help you if you got caught in the rain just stand there because once your jeans got wet it's like, i cannot walk home 
Never forget. That's why I think people, that's why the trend of ripping your jeans in the 80s started. Because it's like, I need to move my knees. I need to sit down. I need to get on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> or they just used to rip because they had no give. And then it was like, oh, let's make that a trend. <laughs> yes, that is what used to happen. So um, if you want to get more 80 show, we spoke about Thomas Anders up front. His interview is on uh, anywhere that you can look for that 80 show, cliffcentral.com. Start there, but wherever you get your podcast, that 80 show SA, just search for that. We also have a cool playlist on Spotify curated by the Chart Savant. I mean, only number ones will do. Uh, all our friends of the 80s show, we are, the Charts of Hunt is busy in his little burrow. Cause I imagine he burrows in a, <laughs> he lives in a burrow, like a, like a, a little rabbit. <laughs> I'm sure you live in a house, Barrett. I've, I've seen pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, setting up some. Yeah, I like that visual. It's yeah. like, I, I see myself like being like that, my little books, my yes. little colors, my little books yes. all over the place, yeah. Like, so, so what I'm trying to do is speaking about the conversation about public domain earlier, Winnie the Pooh is in public domain. So anybody can make a Winnie the Pooh story now. So I'm kind of like going, well, can I make a Barrett the Pooh? And, and and just see where we go from there, you know. I'd like that little treehouse, maybe. I, I, I think we're going to do it. So um, Barrett is busy uh, ferreting away <laughs> um, for new interviews for that 80 show. And uh, yep. I want to end off on asking Dori what she learned from the show this week. Sure. A it's few a things. Lot. been a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right up there has to be Poodle Rock. Yes. Right. <laughs> Poodle Rock is right up there. I learned that I liked another Madonna song. Good. Um, I learned that I'm definitely not going to continue watching Cobra Kai. Um, and this yeah, is this is all in, enough. all in one hour. One <laughs> hour of that 80 show. Lovely little piece of 80-ness. In your week. But did you learn anything, Paolo? I learned that deep fakes are getting smarter, that they can create modern talking singing last Christmas because I still refuse to believe that that's real. I'm talking to my friend Thomas. Thomas? Yeah, you, you're going you're gonna to chat to Thomas and find out and let us know. And you know what? He's such a lovely, charming man. He'll probably convert me and convince me that this is the superior last Christmas. So hmm. this, this is definitely hmm. what... <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily swayed. I'm very easily swayed by my 80s crushes. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. That 80s show SA, wherever you Google and look for it. I've been Palu. Dory's been Dory. Barrett's been Barrett. Thank you, guys, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.